0: What's we day? Hey there bogus listeners thanks for tuning in to this episode of the forever bogus podcast and ho 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 merry christmas it's me b-boy bogus bryce aka i guess you can call me bryce shoemaker looking at the beautiful eyes of my best friend here jamie Killsby, aka hey what's up it's your boy j-dog i'm your favorite rapper from the middle school
1: lunch table i was here to say (laughs) merry christmas and happy new year and I, uh, shit, man, I guess this is it. We're in the perils of Christmas, I guess right? we are.
0: And, uh, we can end the show here. So, thanks for tuning yeah. in. Uh, guys, have a great year. Have Bye. Have a great year.
1: No. <laughs> for, for the day that we're recording this, you have 20 days to finish your Christmas shopping. Yes. by the time you hear this, you'll have more like 17 days to finish, which that gives me a lot of anxiety.
0: It, it does for you. Thankfully, it doesn't for me because I chose this year to cancel most of my family events and plans because mm. of, you know, trying to quarantine and get this virus gone and whatnot. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but I, I, f- I understand your anxiety. I'm just glad I don't have to deal with it this year.
1: Let's be real. You're doing a Christmas with the Cranks situation here.
0: I really am, except for I'm not going on a cruise or anything like that.
1: You would be doing a Christmas with the Cranks even if there wasn't a quarantine in effect. <laughs> it's true. You just be like, I I have to cancel Christmas. I'm sorry, guys.
0: <sighs> you you don't appear to be a big fan of Christmas. I'm really not. Like Christmas and I have this really weird hate like love hate relationship. It's mostly because of my work in retail. Mm. When I you know I was in retail for almost six years, and you know exactly when Christmas season hits. It's right before Thanksgiving the the story be crowded more often than it should people are just becoming dicks mm-hmm. for no reason
1: well i love christmas and i got two words for you what's that Dino you <laughs> know i think you've said
0: that before hey arnold Chris- have i said that before <laughs> yeah you have Shit.
1: i'm running out of things <laughs> uh yeah no i i like christmas a lot and so i think that i think that you not liking it and me liking it, uh, you you should come out neutral. We'll we'll cancel each other out. I will. You know? And
0: and I think I think that's right. But I will tell you what gets me in the Christmas mood every year is the nostalgia mm-hmm. of Christmas. And whether if that's going through old home videos and movies of Christmas past or watching Christmas specials uh, from my youth and stuff. So that I really had to force myself to get into that Christmas mood.
1: We found uh, at my wife's parents' house in their basement, we found a big old box of VHS tapes a few years ago. And it is all of their Christmas mornings recorded. Um, nice. Her and her older brother and her parents. And uh, we, we watched through a few of them. And then eventually, I guess her, her skin was kind of... Crawling, rightfully so. And she was like, "You have to turn this off."
0: Oh man! Yeah.
1: And I was Why like, "Why is that?" I, is it just just because just you couldn't you handle know, it. Or no, just looking at yourself. You know what I mean? It's like looking oh, at a I diary. See. You know what I mean? It's like somebody looking at I your getcha. diary. But it was cool to see her brother getting all the real Ghostbusters toys and like <laughs> yes. X Men toy biz figures and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, Christmas is—you don't have to try. I, I've said that when we talked about Halloween here on the podcast, when I talked about Thanksgiving here on the podcast, I always mentioned that you know they take a little bit of effort sometimes. But Christmas requires no effort because it is the most uh, commercialized holiday of all time. Yes. So every sitcom has an episode. There's a million one Christmas fucking movies. Um, everywhere you go is Christmas. So, so you really don't have to try. And if you like it, you don't. then it's perfect for you because you're just stumbling onto shit that you like all the time. That's true. I can hopefully talk you into liking Christmas a little bit more.
0: Well, here's a situation. And and I said I had to force myself to get into the Christmas mood. And today I think is a perfect opportunity to kinda of get me into the Christmas mood because we decided that we're going to celebrate a very merry to-be to be Christmas. I
1: wish you a to be Christmas. I wish you a to be Christmas.
0: Thank you. That's so
1: sweet. We talked about Tubi uh, on this podcast before, and you would think by the way that we've talked about it that we have some sort of partnership or, or sponsor. sponsorship. <laughs> sponsorship? We, we, we yes. don't at all, though. It's just um, <laughs> it is. If you haven't checked it out already, and you're a listener, it is the app that seems to just um, specialize in. Retro junk that you have forgotten about, and in some cases, uh-huh. you want to have forgotten about, and others that <laughs> you know you want to have a nice little nostalgic blast. Um, so this actually, we're going to give you a little uh Christmas film and television show list. All of these that we talk about are available on Tubi, which is free, so you can watch all of this for free. And unlike Thanksgiving and Christmas, and uh, what wait, this is Christmas.
0: Halloween maybe? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Unlike <laughs> Halloween, where like they're you know we're trying to oh Yo, you should watch this you should watch this. This is more of a survival guide because there's a lot okay. of bad 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 turkeys oh my God. on there,
0: dude. It is insane. We we chatted about this just the other day about how many like I'll put it in quotations, but like Hallmark yeah. style Christmas like movies and stuff they're on Tubi and it is garbage. You you it's you know garbage. it when you see it.
1: It's it's always a couple. A man and a woman on in Christmas sweaters, standing in the center. One of them is shrugging <laughs> like Christmas. I get you know, yes, and it it the other had, one's it, like all smiling. Yeah, and, happy. and it always has a yes. title like a uh, a very blogger Christmas, and it's like you read about it, it's like <laughs> a a fashion blogger is so stressed out about her work until she meets Randy, who fucks silly Christmas joy right into her. I don't know. It sounds it's pretty accurate. It's always about the guy correcting the woman's lack of Christmas joy with his penis.
0: Or, and, or vice versa. Or vice versa. <laughs> yes.
1: uh, holiday in handcuff. I mean, dude, there is I had to swim through an ocean of fucking diarrhea to pick out a bunch of good Christmas movies for you guys <laughs> yes. to watch. Um, so survival guide, Christmas list, here we go.
0: All right, man, since I've already shared with you my list and you haven't shared yours with me yet. I'm very curious. What's on the top of your list?
1: I'm going to start a little obvious and I'm going to get a little more obscure as we go along. Okay. And uh, so I want to start with uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians from
0: 1964. Yes, okay. um, there's a
1: good chance that you have seen this before because it's a it's, it's, uh, public domain. So this uh-huh. has been released on a thousand VHSs and DVDs that were available in dollar stores throughout the years. Um, it's widely regarded as one of the worst movies ever made. I mean, anytime <laughs> you see a list about the worst movies ever made, you're going to find Santa Claus Conquers the Martians on it. Absolutely. Uh, and, and if you're like me, you might like that. And I do like that. I like it. <laughs> so this, this is directed by Nicholas Webster. And in 1974, Nicholas Webster did a Bigfoot documentary called
0: "Man Beast:
1: Myth or
0: Monster." I haven't seen it, nor have uh, I heard of it. That's interesting. Yeah,
1: so that he went on to do uh, some Bigfoot documentaries. But back he was back in the 60s. He did Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Uh, also, and to be worth mentioning, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which is probably yes. a little bit easier to digest. Um, that was season three, episode 21.
0: Probably, I think it's available on Tubi, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yes, that is, exactly. Yes, that is on Tubi too. So if you you can watch Santa Claus Conquers the Martians in its original you know format, or if you need a little help from the bots and the satellite of love, you can uh, skate on <laughs> over there and do that. I personally recommend that, but you can I you agree. can go either way. Uh, this movie gets a little tough to watch at times, but it it's perfect Christmas background noise when you're wrapping presents or uh, <laughs> trying to fall asleep or something like that. It's per, you know right. it's perfectly fuzzy. This originally aired on uh, Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, Season Three, Episode Twenty One. Air date was December Twenty First, nineteen ninety one. Um, that's when Comedy Central was called the Comedy Channel. So I, right. I I highly recommend the MST3K version of this movie. <laughs> Introduce yourself to a situation where Martians kidnap Santa. Okay, that's the plot of this movie, essentially. I uh, The plot is kind of convoluted. I can't give you... <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I can't really go into it any further. I mean, I can. I just... All right, you know what? Maybe I should try to explain it for entertainment's sake.
0: Okay, I, how about this? 30 seconds. If you can explain it in 30 seconds, okay. I will give you a prize. How about that? Okay, okay.
1: So uh, Martians decide that their kids are not... Um, living good lives because all their information is fed directly to them through tubes in their heads. Uh, so they say, shit, we got to we gotta do something for our kids. And they say, well, you know what? The kids on Earth do pretty good because they have this figure called Santa Claus. And mm-hmm. uh, so if we had somebody like that over here, maybe our kids would be doing a little bit better. So these Martians decide to go kidnap Santa Claus and bring him to Mars and force him to... You know, do Christmas on Mars. Uh, twenty seconds. Uh, wait, I, that was twenty seconds, or I have twenty seconds left.
0: Nope you have, you have you have nothing left now. You have thirty seconds. All right, all right,
1: all right. <laughs> Santa Claus conquers the Martians. All right. This uh this movie features Mia Zadora as a child Martian who would later become a superstar uh in her, when she became an adult. And the really interesting fact about Mia's Dora is she won a Golden Globe and a Golden Raspberry Award for the same What's performance. That? The Golden Raspberry is is the uh, you know like the Raspberries, the uh the Razzies. Uh you okay. know, the Razzies is like the opposite Oscars. It's the yearly celebration of oh. the worst movies of the
0: year. I see. Okay. I, I, why did why didn't I know that? I should <laughs> I should
1: talk about some of this bullshit that I know like it's not common knowledge. Like I always talk about all this crazy shit. Like, oh, everybody knows the Razzies, <laughs>
0: right? Uh, no, no,
1: yeah. So, so in 1982, she won a Golden Globe for her performance and a Razzie for her the very same performance in the movie Butterfly.
0: Oh, I, th- I thought it was for this movie. Okay. Oh okay, no, no, okay. no! She
1: was a little child in this one, and that was, uh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, best performance and worst performance in the same year for the same role. This movie, *Santa Claus Conquers the Martian* is the first documented appearance of Mrs. Claus in film. There really? there was never Mrs. Claus in film before, not the Rankin Bass, nothing before that. It was it, That's Santa Claus, was, yeah, very first time we ever saw. Her. Um I can recommend this movie because there are really cool Martian beds. You get to look at the beds they sleep in. Uh, There's incredible definitive camp costumes. Like when you think camp sci-fi, it's this, you know, the the things that the Martians wear, the face paint, the stupid ass hats. Um, You see the Martians eat Christmas food in pill form. Uh, There's a big janky cardboard looking robot. Um there's I love there's the a robot. human in uh in this polar bear costume. It's very clearly a human in a polar bear costume walking around on his hands and f- knees pretending to be a polar oh, yeah. bear. Uh there's great mustaches on some of the martins martians not martins Martian the Martin. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about Steve Martin later. Yeah.
1: And actually I do have a Steve Martin thing here. Um, Really? (laughs) Yeah, But yeah, folks, that's Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, a public domain Christmas classic. Uh, Put it on in the background or watch it with the folks at the Satellite of Love with the MST3K episode. A little easier digest. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas.
0: I agree, man, especially like if you get a bunch of people over, like maybe even your family. If your family's like, what should we watch this evening? Home Alone again? Right. Uh, let's try something different. Mix it let's Try up. something new. Mix it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, you yeah. go. There you go. That's the way to do it. Well, man, the first one on my list does have Steve Martin in it, so I'm glad that you brought him up. <laughs> I got some more Steve Martin.
1: I know what movie you're about to talk about, but I have Steve Martin later. Okay. So... Well, It's a very Steve Martin to be (laughs) Christmas.
0: Shit, I guess it is. Yeah. (laughs) Well, top of my list is 1994's Mixed Nuts. I've never seen this. um, And you were telling me that you were watching it. And I, I thought, shit, like, so what'd you think of it? I, honestly, it was my first time watching it, and I've heard about it before. And it wasn't because like Steve Martin or Madeline Kahn or any of that. It was because Adam Sandler makes a very weird appearance in this. Mm. And and like back in the day, I was a huge fan of Adam Sandler, so I was trying to watch like everything everything that he was in, expecting you know Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore or something like that. But this completely went underneath my radar. So once I saw it on Tubi, I'm like, well shit, here's my chance. I might as well give it a Give it a chance to see if it's any good, and um, I did kind of find it boring <laughs> until about until about the third act, and, I, and I'll get into that here soon. Yeah, yeah, I got it.
1: Cause it's so weird when there's a movie that has such big stars in it, and you've never seen it, and you never hear anybody talk about it. Right. You know, it's one of those ones. Like, it, it almost seems like uh, there was a movie that you know I, I call those the fever dream movies because it feels like you dreamt them up they don't feel real yes. there's a movie with yes. nick cage and a bunch of other big stars from the early 90s about them in a snowy town where they get caught during a bank heist and i'm like i've never heard of this i've never heard anybody talk about Wait, this w- what is that i'm gonna look it up while you're talking so i could tell you
0: okay okay F- fair enough and i'm probably gonna butcher a lot of these names but this was directed and written by nora efron i believe it's how you pronounce her last mm-hmm. name she also uh, wrote in direct uh, when Harry Met Sally, you've got Mel and the beloved Bewitched. Oh, okay, okay, there you go. Uh, which Bewitched? It's like the most modern one with uh, Will Ferrell. Okay, okay. Yeah, the one that like everyone dogged on and thought it was shit and it was like pulled from theaters. You know the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but it stars none other than Steve Martin, uh, Madeline Kahn, Robert Kleene, Juliette Lewis and uh, Adam Sandler, of course, along with okay, you're gonna have to help me pronounce this name. Okay, I, I'm not a huge Marvel fan, but apparently this guy is pretty popular. Um, Liv Schusterberg, Schuster.
1: I thought you were doing a bit. I thought you were gonna say like no, a real easy no, name. No. I, I have is, no clue this this is what you're not, to This say. is
0: not a bit. I really don't know how Lev to pronounce it. name. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. Wow. I'm dyslexic. I'm sorry. I just derailed the whole show. I think I like
1: this. This is entertaining. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> I hope it is for the listeners.
1: <laughs> so this dude played uh, Sabretooth, uh, in, but not the original yes, Sabretooth. Yes, there the original, you go.
0: There you go. See, I, I knew that you kind of look like Sabretooth. I am So that kind of works That's out. That's actually
1: a fact. <laughs> uh, no, but he didn't play the original Sabretooth. He played like the younger Sabretooth in the later X-Men Oh, in Origins. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the original yeah, okay. Sabretooth I, I was, didn't like was that Tyler Main,
0: I think. Um, right, sure. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, anyway, Mixed Nuts. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Christmas. Bring it, shit. Let's read it back in yeah. here. So. It's almost like you do not want to talk about Mixed Nuts. I, I kind of don't want to. <laughs> Again, it was kind of boring. Yeah. It, it didn't really pick up until like the third act. But anyway, so what this movie is about it focuses around this crisis hotline business on like a very wild christmas eve and the uh, steve martin madeline Kahn taking phone calls over the crisis people trying to commit suicide it's on christmas and stuff so it's a huge deal but then i will have to say this is probably the closest that we'll get to like a quentin tarantino christmas movie mm-hmm. and i say that because this movie is very character driven with like extended, really long dialogue, like almost unnecessarily long dialogue, but then a lot of strange scenarios happen with all these characters, with like really odd violence throughout all of it. It's it's fun, right? It's fun. But anyway, so as I said before, this movie is kind of boring until you get to the third act. It all kind of leads up to it, some character development and stuff. But once uh, Leaves' character comes out, which is like a, a transvestite that uh, is like hating his or her family and is trying to find some place to go to for Christmas, decides to call the crisis hotline. And then Steve Martin gives the crisis hotlines, uh, actual location of that, like their headquarters. So he goes out there to go hang out with them for Christmas. And that's where it, like really picks up because I love his character so much. She is just very flamboyant and fun and like very honest to Steve Martin. And there's a point where like they're dancing and like they're having a good time. It's, it's wacky but fun at the same time.
1: Now, so what year uh, did you say? What year this was? Yeah, 1994. Okay, okay. This is pre uh, cheaper by the dozen.
0: Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, way, way, way before that. Way before that. So there's a huge turn of events on the fourth act. Like somebody dies unexpectedly and like they have to cover up the murder. It is intense. Oh, I end. like that. And uh, it's almost worth watching just for the last two acts of the movie. I, I was
1: I was asking for the year because whenever there is a transvestite subplot, I'm always curious of the year because it's handled very. I mean, if you go and you watch Ace Ventura, the tranny subplot there mm-hmm. is is. It, it wouldn't get by in t- by
0: today's standards people no, would, 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 it would be, be upset canceled. you've also got you've got Tu Wong Fu um, I really I really think that they handled it pretty well in Mixed Nuts okay cool like they they handed it with kid gloves which was really good and like they didn't make any sort of like derogatory names calling or anything like that they actually handled it pretty well and apparently this was a remake of a French film from 1982
1: what uh same title
0: not the same title okay. it's something a little different but it's dealing with Christmas I can't I Don't speak French. I can't even fucking speak English that well. We have a very. (laughs) Don't expect me to say that. We have
1: a very tricky linguistics episode, folks. We really do,
0: <laughs> but at the end, the kid from The Sixth Sense makes a, a really weird appearance, and uh, also John Stewart makes an interesting appearance in this as the well. The kid
1: from The Sixth Sense, do you, did you you ever notice how his his body grew, but his face stayed the same? Like <laughs> still now, his head and nowadays he
0: has he has like a mustache, like a yeah, full beard. Yeah. And he still looks the same. His
1: head is like the size of an industrial bucket, but his face is like the size of a baseball. <laughs> Uh, I never understood yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's real weird. <laughs> Merry Christmas to him. I hope he's doing good.
0: Right. But that's it. Check out Mixed Nuts, especially the last three, like the last two or three acts are very good. It's very well written. All right.
1: The movie I want to tell you about before was Trapped in Paradise uh, with Nicolas okay. Cage, John Levitz, and Dana Carvey. And you're gonna look at it, and you're gonna be like, "I can't." Did this actually come out? And I think this is kind of a Christmas movie. So while it's not on Tubi, uh, you can okay. watch "Trapped in Paradise" if you want. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna do uh, a bit. Uh, I I I'm gonna count. I have two picks. Okay, uh, for this okay. one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in the time that I would do one pick because, you know, it's Christmas. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> um, so sort of bouncing off my pick from earlier when I mentioned that it was probably a bit easier to watch the MST3K version of um, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Uh, Uh I don't want to be too MST3K heavy because it's not an MST3K episode. It's a Christmas episode, but I've got two MST3K Christmas classics um, that really will get you in the mood. So I don't want to harp on it too much because I don't want it to be too, you know, Too focused on one thing here, but uh, they do a great uh, rendition of Jack Frost and they do a great rendition of Santa Claus. Now, this is not the Jack Frost you get excited about, the the horror one from 1997. Oh, this is the Jack Frost. um, The Michael Keaton. No, no, no. Dude, I I wish it was that one. I wish it was. the Rankin Bass? No, even for, dude, this is further, further back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is 1964. And uh, whoa, the, it's a, it's a Soviet, Soviet Union fantasy film. Okay. Uh, and the original title, it's called Jack Frost. The original title is Moroska. Moroska. Nice. Okay. N-
0: nice job. Thank you. <laughs> all of our Russian listeners are being like, no, um, that wasn't that good at all. Moroska. it's he, <laughs> <he's> continued. <laughs> uh,
1: my wife actually worked in a Russian speaking school for a little while. So I've got a little bit of the wow. pronunciation
0: down. Um, sure. <laughs> so this is a
1: 1964 Soviet Union fantasy film. Uh, deep film nerds and film snobs will know of Gorky Film Studio, which is the premier Soviet Soviet Union film studio. And by the end of okay. it, when the Soviet Union ended, they had created a thousand films, uh, including wow. Elita, Queen of Mars, which is the first Soviet Russian sci-fi film, first Soviet sci-fi film. That's fun. Um, so think of this movie kind of as – a Russian march of the wooden soldiers. Okay, it's 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 pretty creepy at times. I'm not sure if it's unintentionally creepy or if they're supposed to be creepy. You know the way that march of the wooden soldiers is. You know, uh, with those weird sort of puppets and masks and shit. I don't know. It's it. This is an old Russian Christmassy fairy tale that that sort of. Dates back. It
0: almost sounds like the fever dream you were talking about at the top of the show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very strange. Okay. Yeah, okay. this is this is
1: a great background noise. Uh, I always find MST3K to be great, like, comfort watching. You know, you can put it on and you can half pay attention. And uh, they really... Yeah,
0: it's, it's got this really nice cadence. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's, it's never, like, abrupt... Like loudness or anything like right. that, and their jokes are always. That's a good great way to describe it. Soul. That's it's, a great way. Yeah. To. There's
1: never abrupt. That is a great thing to like fall asleep to. And I would, you yes. know, if you want to watch this old ass '60s Soviet Union Jack Frost film, that this is kind of the only way to do it because you're not going to make it through this movie without the riffs and the the host segments in between. <laughs> it's um, that bad? Yeah, it's it's fucking <laughs> tough, dude. Uh, then the next Dang. one, this one I do recommend though, in, in a big bad way, uh, Jack Frost, take it or leave it, but. I recommend uh, the MST3K version of Santa Claus, the 1959 uh, Mexican fantasy film, uh, sometimes referred to as Santa Claus versus the devil.
0: Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. I have this on VHS. i yeah, this. It. Now, this is a fever, this trip, is like a fever, dream. A fever dream. This is very much a fever dream. You're going to yes. look up at this
1: year and say, what the fuck is going on? Um, yes. This is directed by Rene Cardona, who's a Mexican thriller, uh, who did a Mexican thriller film called Survive. Uh, which is okay. also kind of Christmassy because it's about a rugby team who gets into a plane crash and crash lands onto this snowy mountain and they have to uh, decide between starvation and cannibalism. And and actually, that's, that that's based on a true story.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but Santa Claus is what we're here to talk about. Santa Claus, <laughs> the, here's, here's a rough version of the plot. Again, much like Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, I, I, I physically can't give you – uh, a full version of the plot. I'm repulsed thinking about what it would take to give you a full version of the plot. I'm physically sick. I'm getting. I'm ill right now. As I'm. You as all I'm, right? Yeah. No. I'm sick. So here's a, here's a rough version of the plot. Okay. Santa works in outer space and he's at war with a demon who was sent by Satan to kill Santa. Okay. <laughs> that's
0: all you really need to know. That's
1: that's the movie. Uh, and I I. Frankly, I think that should sell you a little bit. There's a lot of great puppets. There's a lot of great, like, weird effects, and Santa Claus. You yes. know, he's not in the North Pole, he's in outer space. Uh-huh. But whatever. The film is great. It's Christmassy. But I, I highly recommend it for the MST3K bits because they have very, very Christmassy host segments. Whereas the uh the Jack Frost July, uh you know airing for MSC3K aired on July 12th. The Santa Claus oh, wow. airing actually aired on December 24th, 1993. So they were this was very this was Christmas Eve. This aired on on the Comedy Channel and uh, so the the host segments are very Christmassy. You see Mike and the Bots singing Christmas Christmas carols, the Bots in Christmas sweaters, there's hot chocolate related injuries, <laughs> there's a gift exchange with Mike and the Bots, there's a really really wonderful the politically correct christmas carol entitled merry christmas <gasps> if that's
0: okay. Yes, I've actually yeah. put that in a uh, a very merry bogus christmas mixtape. Oh, I love you? that okay. so much. Oh, it's so wonderful. funny. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I
1: don't have to even tell you about it. But yes, yeah, so good. No. Such a funny song. <laughs> Look that up uh, out there listener if you haven't heard of it. Merry Christmas, if that's okay, it's called. <laughs> yes. And it, it ends so wonderfully with in a nice somber ending with the crew of the SOL, the satellite of love, seeing a nice snowfall from space. Uh, yep, uh, you can never go wrong with MSC3K, especially with these older Christmas movies that would otherwise be impossible to get through. So check these two out, Jack Frost and Santa Claus.
0: All right, let's talk about the very first cartoon Christmas special that's on my list. I'm
1: surprised this is the first cartoon Christmas special, man. I figured that you would be, uh... you, Yeah, laser focused on cartoons.
0: Honestly, there's enough on Tubi where I could focus this full list on those, but I only picked a couple because I wanted to focus on, on some other things mm-hmm. that people may, may remember. And this one is Sonic's Christmas Blast from 1996.
1: I got Sonic's Christmas Blast on DVD for a dollar at Walgreens, <laughs> and when I was first getting into, like the nostalgic community, if you would call it, you know, the corner of the internet that is really uh-huh. cozy and talks about the stuff we talk about, and and you, you're a part of it. it. I just had discovered Forever Bogus. I was getting, you know, so I saw that thing for a tape, and I'm like, oh yeah, Sonic, and then it came full circle because ten years later. At my Christmas party, Matt from Dinosaur Dracula gave me the VHS tape of this special.
0: No shit. Yeah. Wow, I really did come full circle. Full
1: nostalgic circle. <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> it, man. There you go.
0: Well, this cartoon special premiered on November 24th 1996 so this was like the first lead-in to the christmas season that year i love it well if you remember on uh macy's thanksgiving day parade the sonic balloon was a pretty big deal and I, I think it was this year it may be earlier but it may have been this year when it was like super windy and this is one of the balloons that like broke in half like exploded and like floated down like the, the road do you remember oh, that fuck
1: yeah yeah and then barney exploded too yes it was yes. really windy that year It was crazy
0: windy that year. But anyway, regardless of that, let's talk about Sonic's Christmas blast. So Dr. Robotnik tries to take over Christmas by kidnapping Santa. Now Sonic attempts to save Christmas by rescuing Santa from the evil Robotnik. That's pretty much all you really need to know.
1: Do you remember uh, Chris Crocker, that guy who cried about how everybody's making fun of Britney Spears? He was going, who's Britney
0: alone?
1: Actually just talked about him the other day. All these specials, they're all about kidnapping Santa Claus. Right?
0: Leave Santa alone! <laughs> leave him alone! He's had a hard fucking year. <laughs> right. Just leave him alone. Uh so this is the very last episode of the adventures of Sonic Hedgehog series. Wow, it ended with this? And this is really, really fucking weird because the supposedly the finale like premiered on I think it was like December first of 1993 but this premiered on november 24th 1996 so this was three years after the supposedly finale of the whole series the adventures of sonic
1: the hedgehog series so the show had ended and then this came back is that what you're saying yes okay that's that's, that's exactly weird. what
0: i'm trying to say and and it really shows because production value of this special is horrible. Like it's just right out the window. Like they really didn't care. Poor background design, very crude and like rushed animation.
1: Does it look worse than the series? Like in general? It, like it kind of uh, looks, I, looks worse? I'd
0: say it's a little worse. Like okay. We can focus the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog like as a series on a different episode, because I'll be honest, I'm not a huge fan of that series just because of how crude and poor Uh, the designs was, but I I loved it as a kid. But regardless, this special looks a little worse than the actual series itself. Mm
1: -hmm. I I believe that. You know, Sonic got pretty good when uh, they leaned into like Japanese animation studios. Yes. And uh, so later and stuff. And it got weird too. We'll talk about
0: that. We'll talk about that here in a minute. So, the Christmas special isn't really that special, as I said before. It's like what's hidden within the episode is what makes it special. Okay. So here we go. This premiered, as I said, three years after the series ended, and I think the sole purpose was to promote the uh, Sega Saturn game Sonic Extreme, which was actually canceled during production, so they had like really nothing to promote. As soon as the special came out.
1: Sonic has such a storied history, man. Uh, It really does. I I love Sonic, but it just always seems like the guy couldn't catch a break.
0: No, seriously. Like throughout the games, the animated series, the merchandise, everything. Everything. Yeah. If you go back and rewatch the series and then watch this episode, you'll notice that Tails sounds way different. And that's because Chris Welch, who did like the original voice as Tails, which is Sonic's like sidekick, turned down the job. And with a little bit of research, I found out that Jaleel White, who does the voice of Sonic, also almost turned down this job as well.
1: Uh, But Jaleel did show up, right?
0: He did show up, like, last minute. And I think this was because he didn't get the part in the anime that came out the same year. So he was salty about it. So I think he was very salty, which I don't blame him, because he did this entire run... The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Then he did Sat AM Sonic, which is like the series after that. And I think he was done with the character in general. And then like, here comes this uh, anime that came out in J- uh, Japan that was focused on Sonic. And he couldn't even land the voice job for it, for the like American translation of it. So I think he was very salty about it.
1: Now, Julia White, of course, uh, for those who are less sunk into the nostalgic hole, is uh Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel. Yeah.
0: Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, it's interesting because you can kind of hear it through the special. Like he's not giving it his all. He's kind of melding it in a little bit. And but he's like, he's still doing his voice, but it's just like, I think he was done with it. I think he was just done with Sonic in general.
1: Uh, gosh, I never want to be a hater on this show. I always want to lead with some stroke of positivity, even if I don't like the thing. But God, imagine a time where Jaleel White got to pick and choose what he did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that guy, even to this day. no, I I see like reunion shows or him being on like a a panel just talking about like Family Matters and stuff. Like he's such a great, genuine guy. Family Matters
1: would have been one season without him. Absolutely. He's 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 goat, but
0: yeah. So overall like this special is just a hot mess and like it almost didn't happen. There was a point where I think they were just going to skip over this, but I think they were really trying to promote their new video game that never came out. I think it ended up being Sonic Blast, like 3D Blast or whatever. But I, next time you go and watch it, like if you go back and watch it you on know, Tubi, watch it in the frame of mind that it almost never happened. And and look, like nitpick and look and try to find yeah. what else is missing or whatever is just weird. I was glad, I was glad you
1: said that and you brought that up because that actually does make it a lot more interesting. Like I said in the top of this pick, this was like, you know, one of the early forays into nostalgia for me. And I remember I picked it up at Walgreens for a dollar. I picked it up on like, you know, day before Christmas Eve and I went home and watched it while wrapping presents and I was like, this sucks. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yes, it does.
1: and, and it, it was it was like my first nostalgic thing that I was like hmm, maybe maybe some things are better not you know just remember. So, yes, exactly. But I'm glad you brought it up because actually that makes me want to revisit it, knowing that it almost didn't come up at all. It was supposed to be the ending of the show. All these people didn't come back. You know that that really makes it pretty interesting. Actually,
0: I agree. I agree. All right, man. What's next on your list? I want to talk about a horror movie. Uh-oh. I think all of the things you're talking about are horror movies, but
1: okay. In their own right. Yeah, they're <laughs> horrific to, and they're hard to get through. Unless, you know, you have the bots with you. But I'm going to step go. away from the satellite of love. I think I gave them enough gas to lead them through the Christmas season. Not that they need my help. Right. But uh, I want to talk about Black Christmas from 1974. Nice. Okay. The first
0: slasher. Yeah. Quote, unquote, slasher movie. Th- yeah. This is
1: credited... As one of the first ever, you know, this is Uh this is a classic early slasher about a group of sorority girls um, being picked off by a murderer on campus during their Christmas break. Um, So it's very Christmassy. It's it's filled with snow and lights and all that wonderful jazz, but it's also gritty and sort of fuzzy and uh, everything you look for in, in one of these old slashers. This is this is seen along as. One of the godfathers of the slasher film. You know, this is the only one that really predates this is, uh, well, there's a few, but Peeping Tom in 1960, Psycho in 1960, uh, a Bay of Blood in 1971, and then around the same time, I feel time, like this one
0: actually sets the mood and like the pacing and stuff for a slash, like a more it modern does. slash. Yeah, movie. yeah.
1: You can when you watch Black Christmas, and you know you see the kills happening from the from the perspective of the killer. You can yes. see how Halloween follow you know followed suit. Absolutely, a little bit. John Carpenter see,
0: I think really was influenced I think by this film.
1: Right, this movie is so storied and it's so. Pivotal to horror movies and slashers that if you go on the IMD pay, IMDb page, IMDb page, <laughs> International <laughs> Movie Database, um, and you go on the Wikipedia and you read uh, blog entries and stuff, there's a lot a lot of people saying a lot of shit about this movie. Oh, so yeah. uh, I, I couldn't possibly come with all of it. It's a very crucial movie if you like horror movies. But the thing that I find personally the most interesting is about it is a fact that's just sitting right on the top. It's not buried at all. This is directed by Bob Clark. Mmm. So Bob Clark did A Christmas Story. Yes. In 1983.
0: Yes, the most like well-known. Yeah. Like, the staple. The Christmas C- The Christmas movie. Inarguably, yes. you
1: know, like I would say Christmas Vacation or some people would say that Charlie Brown, uh, Peanuts Christmas or whatever. A Christmas Story is the Christmas movie. That's just yes. inarguable, unfortunately, but Well, fortunately, I like it. I like it a lot, actually. But so that same guy who made this really wholesome, classic Christmas movie that we all watch made this really brutal early slasher movie. Yeah. Um, And he did that in 83. So it was a few years after. It was uh, about nine years after. He did Porky's in 81. And to a much, much lesser extent, he did Baby Geniuses in 1999. Oh, my God. Uh, I did not
0: know that was him.
1: (laughs) Uh, So you were bringing up... um, uh, Steve Martin before, right? Uh-huh. And so one of the stars of this movie, Olivia Hussey, who, who plays the character Jess in A Black Christmas, uh-huh. uh, she tried out for the role in Roxanne in 1987. Didn't and know that. And when she met Steve Martin, Steve Martin said, oh, my God, you, you are in one of my favorite movies of all time. And she said, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah, like uh, 1968's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I, I hear that a lot." And he said, "No, no, no, Black Christmas. I've seen that 27 <laughs> times." Steve Martin says that. Steve Martin said that he has seen, <laughs> you know, at the point of meeting Olivia Hussey, which was in 1987. He that said, "seen it 27 wild. times. Who knows? Maybe he's seen it a whole bunch more since then." Oh, I'd um, imagine so. Yeah. Again, pivotal film and slashers and horror movie history. There was a remake in 2006, which is pretty good. And it was trash. Was <laughs> I thought it was trash. I didn't <laughs> like was, it. We have conflicting opinions, but it's fine. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, with horror movies, unfortunately, Trash is... Um, I want to say subjective a little bit. You it, it, know, I guess yeah. it's, it's
0: subjective, but it yeah. can also like it's a good thing. I will not say it's trashed. It was a good like modern modernization. Of, yeah, it's not. It's the, not a good film. movie. It's fun if so, you like horror movies. Y- exactly. Uh, they
1: also it again in 2019, mm-hmm. and it it that had a whole thing that stink that followed it because it didn't perform well. Yeah, and then uh, there was a big. A lot of the cast were saying, "Well, you guys didn't see this because it's a primarily." female cast. That's
0: bullshit. And everybody
1: was like, I don't think that's it. I think we just saw this movie three times already and this person didn't look that good. But you got to see the original Black Christmas 1974. It's like the original slasher movie. There's a take, give or take a few. But, uh, Yeah, check this out. This aired on Joe Bob's Red
0: Christmas in 2019. Nice. Well, I'm going to follow that horror movie up with another Christmas horror movie. All right. Well, it's not really Christmas related, so this is kind of going out of the bubble, but I definitely think that it should be a part of your to-be-miss list. (laughs) <laughs> that kind of rhyme a
1: very to be Christmas
0: that's it and it is 1997's Jack Frost
1: yeah dude uh we could do a whole fucking episode in this movie there's also absolutely a, uh, there's a riff tracks uh of yes. this uh, and it's film actually really good and It's, on, and and it's also on, Tubi. on Tubi. yeah yep,
0: exactly so this one's directed by Michael Cooney which is uh this is the only one of three movies that he directed he did uh, Jack Frost and Jack Frost 2 and some other early movie I don't really remember the name of, but it also starred Scott McDaniel, which is like credited in a shit ton of movies, but he played Jack Frost. like He played and gave the voice for Jack Frost. Was he in the suit or was that a – how did that work out? So he was in the suit. There was an actual suit, and we'll oh. definitely get into that here, here in the moment. But for those who may not remember Jack Frost, it's about Michael Keaton, and he yeah. is. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding, I'm
1: kidding. That's the problem with Jack Frost is that there are a million movies called Jack Frost. Jack Frost. We've exactly. talked about the Michael Keaton one in the past, and I want we to do have. a whole episode deconstructing that film. We really need to, uh, especially to
0: get uh, Adam Sweeney. Yeah, on I it, guess him back. It seemed back. like he was really getting into that as well. Everything
1: that went wrong with that. But this is the <laughs> this is the cheesy horror movie. This is the gritty is the '97. Che- Cheesy horror. This is not the
0: blues playing Michael Keaton playing a snowman. This is about a murderer that was getting transported to go get, like, I guess, killed or something. And uh, he gets in a car wreck where all this, like, genetic material uh, gets all over him and, like, he gets all frosted up and becomes a snowman. And now he's on revenge to kill all these people that sent him to jail.
1: I I love this movie, like from a very genuine place in my heart. And when you said you were going to talk about, this was on my list, but once you said you were going to talk about it, I let you have it.
0: Um, I appreciate
1: and it. And <laughs> this was one of those ones that I saw in the VHS rental store, the Me video too. store for years. And it had, depending on which version your rental store had, it had a lenticular cover. So depending yes. on which angle you looked at it, there was a snowman and then you turned it a little bit and you turned into a sharp teeth skeleton man.
0: And that used to scare the shit out of me yeah, for the yeah. longest time. And uh, I I, <laughs> I remember seeing this in the Blockbuster and uh, doing a little bit of research and a little bit of digging. I found out a lot of parents complained about this. And actually some stores ended up pulling it. And you want to guess why?
1: Uh, I guess – because people
0: rented it thinking
1: it was the kids, Jack Frost? or <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, okay. That's
0: yes, exactly why. So families would rent this thinking that they're going to get a Michael Keaton movie, end up being a horror movie. <laughs> so yeah. like, why would you not okay. look so, at the back of it to see what's going on with the movie before you rent I, it?
1: I bet you it's probably more that the bo- they, they got switched up the okay, tape that switched up from me. the case, you know, that's, and, and that's honestly, more if likely. if I
0: worked at that blockbuster, I would intentionally switch them out. Just to mess with people. I think
1: that there's, I think that's great. I think if that happened to some kids and, you know, not to scar them, but depending on the, no. kid, you know, if I got that movie, I think there's a couple good boob shots in this movie. <laughs> there are, you know, if I, if I went and got Jack Frost with Michael Keaton and took it up to my room to watch it alone. And then I had a boob movie.
0: You know what I'm saying? Merry Christmas! Speaking of what you're putting down, yeah. (laughs) So you were right when you first said that this is kind of a a crappy horror movie, and that's mostly because it was super rushed. Like the production was only 18 days.
1: That's actually that's remarkably
0: impressive. That's that's right. Yeah. They got a lot done in those 18 days, and they actually shot during a droughted year. So, like, temperatures were up in, like, the 70s, and there was absolutely no snow at all that year.
1: Oh, I heard this. So, didn't they have fake snow machines, and it would just be, yes. like, a flood at the end of every scene yep. because it was just rushing down the street?
0: Exactly. And then they would use, like, foam and, like, cotton swabs just to, like, kind of emulate snow.
1: Oh, that really I mean, it's,
0: it's pretty invented. Not really invented, but it's pretty – It's pretty interesting how they they used that and were at least able to think of something on the spot to use as snow. Right. And originally, they were going to have a really cool rubber like snowman puppet that they were going to use, but the budget just couldn't afford it
1: at all. (laughs) I get that.
0: Yes. And apparently, this was so successful that uh, Michael went on to direct and write Jack Frost 2 which is actually a christmas movie like it's actually based around christmas and honestly it's one of my favorite like christmas horror movies it's actually part really 2 or good. part 1 part 2 it's really part good part 2 takes I place on a, a tropical
1: island doesn't it yes yeah, yeah. Okay. like
0: all this family goes to a tropical island to celebrate christmas together and then like a little piece of jack frost gets on the plane oh. and like goes to like kill it's it's great I I- love i've it so seen much. it but
1: i i i have a really good idea that we should do together, Bryce. With a little What's short that? film we can make, we okay. can take pieces of Jack Frost Two on the tropical island where he's killing people, uh-huh. and mix that with clips of Christmas Vacation Two, Cousin Eddie's <laughs> Island Adventure, yes! and cut it across. So Jack Frost is 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 murdering. <laughs> hey, I love pending, that folks. idea.
0: That is great. Well, on, on that note, man, I I don't have much more to say. I definitely recommend pin this on your to-be-miss list, and uh, if you happen to find the sequel, definitely watch that as well.
1: All right, so my my next pick is definitely my most WTF pick of all. Um, and <laughs> you're oh, gonna gosh. this is my this is my Heath Ledger Joker.
0: You know, just just putting a little chaos into here. All right, let's hear it, j Dog.
1: For some reason, Tubi has the 1994 broadcast of Nutcracker on
0: Ice. <laughs> Oh, I, saw that. <laughs> I can't believe you're covering this. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I just a little bit of chaos,
0: you know, like For the Joker sure, just introduced a little bit
1: of chaos. <laughs> but this is – we've talked a little bit about on the show and, and, and just personally about how some fuzzy nostalgic content is just it, – it's sort of like a lullaby. Like oh, I yes. could fall asleep. That's kind of what this is nutcracker it's just like wonderfully fuzzy they didn't bother
0: Are we remastering it or anything no they didn't bother It's still
1: it's it looks like it was ripped from a tape i'm pretty sure it was
0: it wouldn't surprise me
1: very dreamlike every every shot of the crowd has great like dads with 80s and 90s <laughs> glasses and big sweaters and mustaches um it, it's filled with like these <laughs> these 90s voiceovers kind of like you know, when you when you watch the Thanksgiving parade, how they have to voice over to explain what the fuck you're seeing. Like, <laughs> yes. okay, folks, now we have Castle's Grayskull coming down Broadway. You know, like right. these very news kind of voiced because you don't know where the fuck is going. On. I don't know if you ever watched like an ice skating show that has
0: supposed to have a story. Yes. It's hard to follow. Because is- like
1: they go there's just Ice skaters in like old timey clothes going in a circle, and then they leave. They like interact a little bit with one another, but Whoa. there's no talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah or there's no, there's no talking. And then uh, this one time specifically, they're just going in a circle, and then they leave. And then the voiceover goes like, "Okay, well, that was them at the party." They're like, what? <laughs> they're just going <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> what if Alf narrates? Yeah, it? yes, <laughs> that Alf, would should, be Alf should narrate this. <laughs> this is bullshit right <laughs> this sucks <laughs> i give uh, this two icy thumbs down <laughs> that was good actually yeah i, I, I like the way that sounded but the, i it is it is very nostalgic just in that fuzzy vhs sense and i don't know about you guys but like i was definitely forced to go to like a nutcracker play when i was a kid around christmas time
0: i was too and i was too yeah. i, I did de-
1: like you know, we've come a long way as a society, and we know <laughs> we know that it is not cool. You know, you have friends, you have family. So it's not cool to describe things in a negative light by calling them gay. But we didn't know that in the 90s, so I had a lot to say about this. Uh, I'm um, sure. <laughs> see, uh, <laughs> but uh, this thing, you know, you see these big-headed wooden soldiers skating around gigantic – fucking nutcracker I don't know how they skated with this. yeah there's got to be a lot of casualties off the screen I'm sure (laughs) and and there is there's these bits with like the interviews with the ice skaters in between the segments and they talk about so this one lady uh she says she she was playing the uh what is she playing she's playing the sugar plum fairy in this special and uh she says to the camera she says I I thought that I would be great for the sugar plum fairy because I've played the tooth fairy for years with my kids at home. And I go, who is this loser? And, oh, this is Peggy Fleming. She's an Olympic gold medalist and a six-time U.S. national champion. Okay, wow. fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, why you're, – you're probably asking yourself, in a, in a world where there's a million Christmas movies and, and a lot of good ones and a lot of Christmas episodes, why would you watch this? And the answer is simple. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <There's>, there, no, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you would watch this, but I did.
0: I, I, I think I have a good answer for it. What? What's I, I think if you are trying to fall asleep. Yes. And you want to feel a little, that little nostalgia to kind of help you drift off into dream world. Yeah. And also, the Nutcracker isn't it like based on kind of like a dream sequence?
1: Yeah, yeah, the character is dreaming, and you're supposed to know that because you're skating around you know, <laughs> in a circle. In a circle. But, the-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I-, I agree, like the-, the the fuzziness of like the grainy fuzziness, yeah. and the. Just, like, cutting to those dads who are in those classic 80s and 90s attire and right. and really feel those nostalgic feelings should definitely send you into a nice dreamscape. Yeah,
1: I thank you for saying that because I am joking around because it is hard to – if I was, like – if I had to convince, you know, 100 people to watch this, I, I think I would have a hard time doing it, genuinely. Sure. But I, <laughs> yes. I did watch this thing in full as I was preparing for today's episode wow. and uh, – that is i was like oh i want to fall asleep to this you know like it's fuzzy yeah. and it's like it's that part of the 90s it still kind of looks like the 80s so all the dads like with the huge mustaches in the audience
0: Falling asleep
1: <laughs> yeah they they hate being there um yes. just like we all did when we were kids but if you want a little christmas nostalgia uh yeah something fuzzy to put you in a dreamlike state. We're talking about a lot of dreamlike things today.
0: I, I agree that we are talking about a lot of like fever dreams, kind of dreamscape sounding movies and stuff. My next pick is actually the same thing. It's called the snowman from 1982. I love this dude. And so this is a made for TV animated short released on Christmas Eve in 1982. It was based on the popular children's book of the same title by uh, Raymond Briggs. I was not familiar with the, the book uh, until after I received the VHS uh, for Christmas, probably back in like 1991 or something, I was very, very young. But I fell in love with this movie, this this short, and I used to watch it like year round. I don't, I don't really know why.
1: <laughs> uh, just Bryce in July with a, you know, the bottom half of a Power Rangers Halloween costume, watching this movie. Yes. I've <laughs> seen two versions of this. I've seen one that is is essentially paintings. And it's not yes. animated, and it just moves from one frame to the other, and there's okay. narration. And then I've seen one that is actually animated. Which one is this?
0: So so this is the animated one. Oh, yeah. Um, I, 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 I have it, seen man. both, and this is the one, I think, I haven't watched it on Tubi, I just noticed it, and I kind of braced through it, but I think this is the one that has the introduction uh, by David Bowie.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 David Bowie always always getting his hands in Christmas, man. Um, yes. His little his little drummer boy thing. You ever see that? What yes. the fuck is that? Okay. That's so what? But this animation <laughs> nerds are gonna love this because this this just looks beautiful. It, it, it does. It's so beautiful,
0: and and it looks like it was done with like. I don't know, colored pencils or something. It's just, yeah, it's very kind of unique looking, a very interesting medium. Kind of like watercolory. It's yeah, it's yes, great. Yes, yes, yeah. And there is no spoken words in this. I mean, there is a song called "Walking on Air" by uh, a- Aled mm-hmm. Jones. Mm-hmm. I guess this is his, is his name, but. It's very nostalgic for me, and it puts me in that dreamscape, and like it, it used to help me fall asleep as a kid as well. So this is like a, a perfect follow up, or maybe a, uh, a perfect follow up to your Nutcracker, I guess.
1: Nutcracker on ice and Santa Claus is like a uh, or a snowman rather. is like a perfect double feature bedtime. Yes. like I, I don't know I wonder what that is about Christmas content that a lot of it we're talking about is so dreamy and like oh it's yeah. great to fall asleep to and kind of comfortable and cozy in what a weird up way with that? yeah I, I don't know man uh but yeah this that was a great pick I, I the animation is absolutely beautiful I definitely recommend I that love too it.
0: and it's definitely a like Frosty the Snowman ripoff uh, but I feel like it's more artsy. Well, and I, I think that somebody's got to remake Frosty
1: the Snowman because I'm
0: surprised it hasn't been remade. Yeah, yet.
1: I mean, I guess it has in the Jack Frost, but I, yeah, I I know, the guess. horror movie, <laughs> I guess, stabbing somebody with a carrot nose. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I always thought the best thing about the song Frosty the Snowman was was the voice. We're like Frosty the Snowman. Yes. So why yes. why doesn't Frosty the Snowman, the animation, take place in Little Italy in New York? i be and he's cool like, with that. he's like, hey, he's like, uh, it's me. I'm Frosty the Snowman. And he's got, like, dirt <laughs> from the, the bus. He's got dirty snow from the bus. Yes. Ah, oh, I'm all dirty. That's the yeah, that's the
0: Frosty Snowman I want to see. We need to remake that. We'll just make it a short, and it'll be just about that. I
1: put this fucking hat on. It came to life. I, I want to be sleeping again, to be yeah.
0: honest with you. <laughs> Why'd you wake me up? Yeah. Put me back to sleep, you little <laughs> Oh, wait. God damn it. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, if you're wanting like a nostalgia <laughs> blast, I definitely recommend putting this on your to-be-missed list. Okay? <laughs> your last pick. Yeah, man. yeah,
1: yeah. My last pick. This has been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun with this. Um, my last pick is a movie that I, I, I watched right when it came out. I was actually really excited about it. This is I Am Santa Claus nice. from 2014. It's a, it's a documentary. Yes. Um, and it follows several... Mall Santa Clauses throughout their years leading up to the Christmas season,
0: but most importantly,
1: yeah, one of which happens to be McFoley.
0: Yeah,
1: um, there's a gay Santa. There's another one who works the Easter Bunny mall photo ops in the spring. Mm-hmm. There's one who owns a sex club, and uh, like <laughs> yes. we said, there's one who is a hardcore wrestling legend. This is a great. I like little weird kind of off color documentaries, and there there are times when you watch this if you're a parent. Or you will be like God. I don't think I'm going to take my kid to the mall to sit on Santa's lap anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah,
0: this is not a good documentary to watch. Before but but that.
1: some, you know, in some cases, that's that's not the case. I mean, if you're if you're Santa, whatever, never mind. I won't go into it. <laughs> so I, I, there isn't a whole lot to say about this movie other other than it's it's it is worth checking out. It's a nice little entertaining watch. It's Christmassy. It's you know how how much more Christmassy can you get than than mall Santas? You know, yes. But I was looking. I was looking up things. About this movie. I was clicking around seeing who worked on this and who did that. And I saw that uh, this guy, Ryan Petrillo, has a few credits uh, in the music of this film. Okay. And I thought the name like kind of looked vaguely familiar or, or something. So I wanted to see what else he did. And he worked on uh, a film called Our Robocop Remake. Weird. Um, I've never heard um, yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I've heard of this. So I'm glad you've never heard of this because I want to give you a gift. Okay. <laughs> this is my Christmas gift to you and, and the listeners as well. Okay. If you made it this far, um, you know... This is my gift to you guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, no. Well, let me tell you about our RoboCop remake. Uh, you know how I always in the in the podcast I always give like film recommendations and, and stuff like that. It's it's got it's a lot. Of, it's a lot to ask for people. It's a lot of homework. Oh, I gotta sit down for two hours. What? Don't <laughs> don't bother with the whole documentary. Okay. Uh, no, no, not documentary. Don't bother with the whole film. Our RoboCop remake. Okay. Um, Google Ro- our RoboCop remake scene twenty seven scene that's 27. all that's all okay. you need to watch it it will take you to a vimeo lick, link, lick. lick <laughs> link for our robocop remake scene 27 google it uh you want me to tell you what happens briefly in that scene uh no I, I, want to, I want to figure it out for myself
0: i want it to be all a right. surprise <laughs> that's actually great
1: that's okay, great we can talk about um, a merry christmas guys it's, it's only like two or three minutes our robocop remake scene 27 and i uh, you know I somehow got there from I'm Santa Claus. So, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Check that scene out. More important than I'm Santa Claus, look up our Robocop remake, scene 27. All right. Wow. What a weird way to end your
0: list. (laughs) I almost want to tell you.
1: No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. All right.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to have to uh, end on the same way that you ended. Uh, You don't really have to necessarily watch anything on the list I recommended, but on this Christmas cartoon special, I cannot recommend enough. Screw everything else. Watch this one. And this one is called Twas the Night Before Bumpy from 1995.
1: I think you've talked about Bumpy on a Halloween one? A
0: To Be Ween episode. Yes, yes. So uh, Bump in the Night, uh, for those who may not remember, is this stop-motion kind of claymation cartoon series that was on ABC, uh, Saturday Morning Cartoons. And I cannot give it enough praise. It is so inventive for the time. I love the characters. I love the stories. It's it's hands down one of my favorite uh cartoon series from the nineties. And that's saying a lot.
1: You love uh nineties cartoons. I really do. And I think we all do here, you know, listeners alike. Uh, but this one seems to be pretty special to you. you it is it very a special. Before.
0: And this is the reason why I started Forever Bogus because I was like, forgot about this for years. And then as soon as I saw an image of it again, I was like, oh my God, I love this feeling of nostalgia. I want to share this with more people. So, really, I have to thank Bump in the Night for starting Forever Bogus.
1: That's great. Bump in <laughs> the Night. Wow.
0: <laughs> so, this one uh, is a made for TV movie special, Christmas special. That was, you know, based on all the bump of the night characters, starring Jim Cummings, Gail Mathis, Rob Paulsen. All of them are in there. Just a power team, the dream oh. team of animation, all put together with this one show. That's great, man. And I honestly would consider this more of like a musical, yeah, like stop motion than anything else, because there are like multiple musical numbers that we'll definitely get into here momentarily.
1: I think that th- this is—it's good to put in some things that are genuinely great objectively great because, yes. like we were talking about, Nutcracker on Ice in 94. <laughs> uh, but Jack here's Frost. The thing. Jack Frost. But I think Christmas is just like... Christmas movies and Christmas content is just like kids' movies and kids' content. You don't yes. look at it with the same lens as you look at other stuff. You know, you don't critique it as harshly. Agreed. It's allowed to be a little goofy and
0: strange yeah, because and cheesy, it's, it's Christmas. And yes, it's, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. And I will have to say that this special is much different than all the ones that we ever talked about or any of the ones that you've ever seen, uh, especially because Bumpy and Squishington gets out to steal Santa's bag of presents. So instead of like kidnapping Santa or trying to help Santa or whatever, they're actually going out to steal his bag because Bumpy has the idea that he can keep all the presents to himself. He's very selfish in this, in this special. That's great. Throughout this, their adventure to like the North Pole, they run into a bunch of different characters and stuff and get themselves into weird shenanigans and stuff. Uh, there is this earthworm that they run across that helps them, kind of guides their way. And he's actually played by Cheech. From Cheech uh, Chong. Oh, Cheech Marin. I, yes, exactly, and I, I love his appearance in that. I, I love whenever he does voiceovers, and I don't know about it, and I'm like, that sounds familiar. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, that's Cheech. Yes, he, I, I love. I
1: love when he appears in anything. He's great. He was the cook in uh, Golden Palace, you know, yes. the follow-up Golden Girls show. What, yep. Just yeah,
0: Cheech Marin is a is a sign of quality. I agree, and as I said before, this is more of like a musical, and. If you're familiar with the show, Bumpy has a bunch of songs and stuff that he sings, but this one kind of steals the cake because he takes Christmas classics and puts a monster bump in the night twist into each one. So for instance, 12 Days of Christmas is now the night before bumpy Miss. and some of the lyrics goes, the night before Christmas, my philosophy is all the presents belong to me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Being a little, being a little generous with the rhymes there.
0: Yes. Uh, he also does a uh, uh, "Deck the Halls," which is peanut butter is good with jelly. I I love that. There's a dreidel song, which is sung by a snail. Uh, My favorite is probably the Jingle Bells song. How does that go? They do Jingle Bells, bumpy smells, squishies made of clay. Okay. All right. Fair (laughs) enough. Fair
1: enough. Okay. That's good.
0: So definitely sing that around your Christmas dinner table.
1: (laughs) I liked that. I like that first one you said. I, I like when, 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 they're generous with the rhymes. Like, I don't yes. know that rhyme that much, buddy. You know?
0: No, but it's so much fun. Yeah, I, I yeah, love no, it.
1: Great. I'm gonna watch this. This is definitely out of all the picks that you've talked about today. This is gonna probably be the one that I follow this. Up is the on. best. Yeah.
0: So it does have like a very Gritchian ending. Uh he Bumpy, of course, gets all the, the presents, but he learns that he was actually very selfish and what the true meaning of Christmas is all about. Mm-hmm. And this honestly should be praised alongside the Nightmare Before Christmas, a claymation Christmas celebration, and like any racket and, bra- uh, any racket and brass cartoon. Honestly,
1: what do you think? Why do you think that uh, Bumpy gets forgotten about a lot? You know, I, I don't. He doesn't get brought up very often. People don't really remember him. What? Why do you think that's just like?
0: I'm not for sure. It was. It was a very quirky, very off the wall cartoon and it was only on like ABC for a while. I mean, I guess Disney ended up buying the IP and it was ran on like the D- Disney channel at really odd hours, but I think it was just very overlooked because it was very early nineties and there were so many other big things that was happening around that time. Like TMT was huge. Everyone remembers TMT, but not yep. many people remember bump in the night, but I feel like it needs to be just as praised because the production value and how inventive it was with the claymation, the stop motion, and how I brought all these different elements of comedy and and music and it, it is phenomenal. Like I cannot I recommend this enough. You need to watch this.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'll probably do that as soon as we hang up here. Perfect. That, that is definitely the one that that, that I, I'm going to go for out of yours. Uh, uh, when you champion something that hard, it is usually a mark of quality. So uh. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> all right, folks. This has been another installment of the Forever Bogus Podcast. This time talking about a very to-be Christmas. These are all... Free specials on Tubi that are free, readily available for anybody anywhere. Make sure you check them all out. Um, Thank you for listening. Hey, we got a whole bunch of more Christmas shit
0: coming out soon. We do. We still have a few more A Very Merry Bogus Christmas podcast episodes. Uh, We have one I think we're going to focus on about Christmas specials or Christmas movie sequels. I think that one's gonna be a lot of fun because yeah, I can yeah. finally talk about my favorite Home Alone movie, which I'm not gonna disclose yet. Somebody's got to talk about
1: Christmas <laughs> Vacation 2. <laughs> That's very uh, Cousin true. Eddie's Island Adventure <laughs> Christmas, whatever the fuck hot it's mess. called. So, yeah.
0: so definitely stick around uh, for the next few weeks leading up to Christmas, and then we have a pretty big end of the year special. Yeah. I I think that's gonna be a lot of fun, but we really wanted to thank you, the listener, for tuning in every single week. And I've been seeing it on, on the Spotify like wrap up, like end of the year wrap up. Like we've been pretty high on people's listening lists or whatever. Yeah. For for podcasts on there. So I can't thank you guys enough for that. That makes me feel so special. Yeah,
1: that's cool as shit. I, I you know, we never would set out to do something like this to you know, garner attention or, or, or anything like that. But the, you know, having people actively listening really gives it a, gives us a reason to keep going. I know? agree.
0: And we just do this for fun. We don't do this to like monetize the show. No, like, yeah, We don't no have any commercial meet. breaks or getting sponsored yeah. or anything like that. We literally do this for fun to bring you your weekly nostalgia. Yeah.
1: I would, I, I think that like when we do this show in my head, I, I, Maybe this is too self righteous, but I do think, like, oh, I think I did a good service. Like, I think I told some people about some things they might not know about yes, or something like that. You know, I, I so agree. I agree. That's what I set out to do. So I, I, I really appreciate all the positive feedback that we've been getting and, and seeing that people have been listening a lot. It means a, a shit ton.
0: Yeah. And with that said, if you want to recommend us to some more people or, Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to us or write or review us on iTunes or whatever platform. That would be fantastic. We'd really appreciate that. And uh, to wrap up the show, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a guy on Instagram that I've been kind of chatting with. Uh, He's been a longtime listener. His name is Gorgeous Jeff. And I haven't seen a real picture of him, so I don't know how gorgeous he is. <laughs> you being catfished, Bryce. <laughs> but Maybe I might be getting, being catfished. I don't know. But uh, we've been talking about Stick Stickly a lot. And uh, I, it was a little while back, I posted the Stick Stickly address uh, there. I'm sure you can remember it. The P.O. Box 963 in New York, New York, 10108. You remember mm. that the little jingle? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we were wondering, uh, who owns that? Does somebody still own that P.O. box or anything? So mm. I actually wrote a letter to Stick Stickly. I'm going to be sending it out in the mail here pretty soon. And so I'll give you some live updates on the podcast wow. to see what happens. So, gorgeous Jeff, thank you for being a long-time listener. Thank you for recommending me to, to write Stick Stickly again. And uh, we'll keep you updated on that.
1: That's great. I hope you don't get like uh... – I don't know, a crushed up bag of chemicals or something like that, you.
0: <laughs> or some weird seeds from China. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for listening to the Forever Bogus podcast. Until next time, always remember to be kind. Rewind. And we'll all stay... you should know this. Bogus. Y'all should know this. Bogus. Y'all should know this. This be the best. In the universe. Okay.
1: Stick around after the closing song. We're gonna we're gonna both live react to uh, our RoboCop remake season scene 27. You should look it up, <laughs> cue it up on Vimeo, and we'll watch it together. All right, thanks for sticking around, guys. We're about to watch our RoboCop remake, scene 27. But I, I really do want to uh, issue a trigger warning coming up. This is—it's uh, very <laughs> funny, but you know, you're gonna see a lot of uh, penises, and you're going to see. Um, there's no—you there, don't see rape, but there is suggested rape about to happen. I know that could be triggering for a lot of people. You're gonna see naked penises. Uh, yeah, so. If you have a queasy stomach or if any of that stuff doesn't sound, um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It. You can turn the podcast <laughs> off now. Just Thank you it. for listening. It's been a
1: great <laughs> episode. Merry Christmas. Otherwise, hang around and uh, and and uh, listen to us react to this. And join along. Watch along with us. <laughs> All right. I... Our Robocop. O-U-R. Oh, our, our Robocop. Our Robocop. Remake, scene 27. If you Google that.
0: Okay. F- oh, wow, it was the first thing that popped up. Yeah, it's a Vimeo link. Okay. Okay, and... All right, so I have it pulled up here, Jamie. Uh, we're gonna what, press? Let's, let's play press at the play same time? At
1: on on go. So I'm gonna go three, two, one, go. Okay. Press play and go. Uh,
0: let, let me let me make sure it's the the right one here. Does it say it's from Fatal Farm? Uh,
1: yes, Fatal Farm. Yeah,
0: this is uh. Okay, it's from like seven video, years ago. Vimeo, seven
1: years ago posted by Fatal Farm. Okay. our Robocop remake scene twenty seven. Okay, ready? Let's okay, let's perfect. let's so, all press play on on go. Ready? Three, all right, two, one. Go. go. Okay, so this this is obviously somebody who had who went through the process of getting the DVD, uh, which I did not do. So you got to go all the way. Here we go, chapter twenty seven. Twenty seven.
0: Okay. okay, here we go. So uh, the suit looks pretty amazing. I think
1: this is this when they say our Robocop remake. This is yeah, this is what we wanted to see. Okay, you know no, the, this is. Okay, here we go. This is kind of like some Tromo-level stuff right now with the wig.
0: <laughs> a bad yeah. wig,
1: yeah. Okay. Mulleted guys. So this this is actually kind of... Up to this point is right out of the original Robocop. This is pretty similar uh, okay. to a scene that's happening oh, there. Oh,
0: wow, they're cutting her dress yeah. now. <laughs> don't take off the wig.
1: Yeah, don't, don't want to lose the wig, so... He's... Okay, here comes what Robocop, he just in now? the nick of time. Yeah, God. Whew. Now listen to his voice, though. Pretty good. That's perfect. Wow, that was great! Yeah. I almost wonder if they took that right from the movie. They did. I think they took that right from the movie. They had to have. I think that even Robocop is taken right from the movie. I think that the only clips that are their remake are the criminals. Okay. So he shoots through her dress and right on the guy's dick. Into the guy's dick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I think that's the original robot. That was taken from the yeah. movie, yeah. I can't believe I never noticed that, but that's kinda of better. That's that's pretty good. Okay, so here comes a bunch of other oh, rapists. There's nothing- <laughs> and that guy's got his whole dick oh, out. Okay, ready? He's got his dick out. Watch this though. <laughs>
0: Yeah! <laughs> oh, we just shot the top of the guy's dick
1: off! Oh, yeah! <laughs> okay.
0: So, oh, another there's more oh rapists coming! And these guys got their dick out What is up with all too? these guys with their dicks <laughs> out? <laughs>
1: Alright. Now here comes a whole bunch oh of rapists with their dick Yeah, There's at least 20 <laughs> of them.
0: What is going on? <laughs>
1: The surrounding RoboCop and this woman—they all have their dicks hanging out, and they and some of them have their balls hanging out. Boom,
0: dick shot. Boom, oh. dick shot. Boom, dick shot. So many dick shots. <laughs> <laughs> this is the movie I wanted, you know? I—so is, this has got to be a parody. Like they didn't take this serious, did they? Ah, I don't know.
1: I mean, it is kind of. The most brutal thing I've ever look. The guy's throwing up on his. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, Yeah, it's oh, a little Tano's hard to watch. Graphic. We should we should include a trigger yeah, warning here, but better late than never, I guess. Probably. Oh, for this is the foremost. For oh
0: man! Oh, he's getting hard. Boner! Fucking Don't do it. do it! Don't do it!
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> several shots in his dick
0: yeah oh wow jamie i uh i really don't know what to say yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous uh, that's a good movie right. to me i think i think i'm gonna end this so you actually watched the whole thing before I've, or you just just watched I've just that watched
1: robocop scene 27 uh our robocop okay. remake i've okay. never watched the whole thing but i feel like i've seen everything i need to see you know within that yeah. scene
0: I, i'm kind of curious though yeah. because the production value is actually really I, it was good. actually the first time I'm i noticed it looked like
1: they used a lot most of robocop is actually pulled from the original movie and it's just like yeah. people reacting to him you know what i mean they have refilmed it but uh uh-huh. yeah, that's 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 a great that's great movie making right there, dude.
0: Well thank you for that Christmas. Merry present, Christmas guys <laughs>